Hi, this is James Sartorius, and you're listening to TV Confidential. That's Italian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. There you go. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television, and we'll welcome Jay Moriarty in our second hour. Jay spent seven years as a staff writer, producer, and later showrunner of The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons, the long-running sitcom starring Isabel Sanford and Sherman Hemsley that, like all Norman Lear shows, made us laugh out loud every week for 11 years, while also making us stop and think once in a while about such topical issues as interracial marriage, suicide, fundamentalism, and the legacy of Martin Luther King. Jay recently released a memoir about his seven years on the Jeffersons that not only takes you inside the writing room of the Jeffersons and all Norman Lear shows from the golden age of TV sitcoms, but includes a lot of great tips for those of you who are thinking about pursuing a career writing for television or writing for comedy in general. Jay Moriarty will join us in our second hour. Please stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you'll recall that last week we played the third part of a three-part conversation about the life and career of Bob Crane that probed his life before, during, and after Hogan's Heroes, as well as his career in radio, both on KNX in Los Angeles, as well as W. LEA and WICC in Connecticut. Since we're in a Bob Crane frame of mind, we thought we would open up this week's program by replaying a special 10-question Bob Crane trivia quiz that was conducted by our friend Robert Crane. Robert Crane, eldest son of Bob Crane and an accomplished screenwriter, journalist, and author in his own right. Bob's books on film and television include biographies of Bruce Dern, Jack Nicholson, and Tom Menkowitz, as well as his own memoir called Crane, Sex, Celebrity, and My Father's Unsolved Murder, and Hollywood Plateau, a collection of interviews with the likes of Jimmy Kimmel, John Wayne, Terry Garr, Cheech and Chong, Oscar De La Hoya, and other newsmakers that Bob originally conducted between the years 1974 in 2013, prior to the era of political correctness. This segment originally aired in the fall of 2018. Joining us in the studio that day were Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen, as well as Leslie Bertram Crane, Bob's wife and also a guest on TV Confidential, and Leslie's brother, Bob's brother-in-law, David. Bob, you mentioned your brother-in-law, David. David is in our studio audience today. In fact, David has come up with a pop quiz. No, you've come I, up I have. With, no, you have the pop quiz. You've come up with a pop quiz, and David is going to participate in the pop quiz, right? I only pitch David because, in my personal life, he is what you guys are. He is a walking film and TV encyclopedia. You will ask him, what was the dog's name, and please don't eat the daisies. So, you know, it's that kind of thing. And, and he's amazing like you guys. So, uh, long story short, my wife Leslie and I get to go on our first cruise of all time, go to Alaska. And I'm sitting there, you know, between uh, buffet line visits and uh, going to the bar. And I come up with a 10-question quiz. Every question... It's worth, it's worth 10 points. Tim, okay. no, somehow no. is related to my dad, no matter you know, how close or how distant. But there's some little thread. And That's the only reason. Ten, we get to go the lightning round. Yes. Uh huh. So I would like to play Quizmaster, if okay. that's okay. It's yes. going to take five minutes. Okay. You got, I don't know how you want to do this. Do you want to do team? Now, that we, way it's two and two. We can do two and two, yes. Okay. Who would you like to partner with, David? 
Oh, wow. Tony. I guess. Okay. okay. Close. And then you. And then close. <laughs> All right. It's Chad Bixby. <laughs> and we're playing another round of TV quiz. No. Okay. Question number one. My dad, Bob Crean, and an actress joined the Donna Reed show in 1963 as the Wacky Neighbors. Can you name the actress? I can name the actress if I look it up in a book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am drawing a blank. Because I know your dad was on the Donna Reed yeah. show. They did two seasons together. Then yeah. my dad left. But this person stayed on as the wacky neighbor minus the, her husband. And they were brought in by Tony Owen, Donna's husband, to you know, give a little pump up to Donna's show. I was getting a little tired after five years or whatever it was. And they, they were the wacky people always getting in trouble and stuff. Well, and I'm supposed to have read Bob's book, so I'm <laughs> in there, too. Well, I, I read Bob's book, but I don't, I don't And I'm sure I know the answer, and I'm sure I'm going to feel like an idiot what, in what a I, second. What I remember is that Bob's dad was working on K&X, you know, yes. and, and, he would yeah. go, and when he finished, he would go K&X from, like, 4 to 10, and then yeah. at 10 o'clock, or 9.55, he would sign yes. off, and then he would go I to the studio. Yeah. And, and, and he Why was didn't you ask me that, Bob? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess, you know, just to establish, he was the number one morning radio guy in Los Angeles yeah. at that time. Yeah. So and, and he cre and he created a form of daytime radio that is still very popular. It was innovative at, at its time because he would mix in interviews and comedy while playing drums. Yeah. While playing yeah. drums and playing music. And it's a form that uh, was very popular in the 60s and 70s and still exists on, like, satellite today. We're stalling because none of us have none of us have the So the actress who joined my dad for the Donna Reed Show, 1963, Anne McRae. She was a blonde, perky, funny. I don't know what happened to her. You could look that up. Well, she, well, she's probably getting residual somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Let's no relation move. to Meredith McRae. Let's move no. on. There's right. so much good information if, if here. We had a, if we had a sound effects buzzer, we would go buzz. <laughs> Our guest this hour is Robert Crane, author of Hollywood Plateau and other books on film and television. Bob has put together a special pop quiz where every question relates to the career of his dad, Bob Crane. Hollywood Plateau, which is available both in softcover, paperback, and as an ebook through Amazon.com and wherever books are sold online. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. The actor, an actor, replaced Ivan Dixon, who played Kinch on Hogan's Heroes, oh, I know this one. Mm -hmm. in the sixth and final season of Hogan's Heroes as one of the heroes. Mm -hmm. Not Kinchlow, but he played another character. Can you name that actor? I can. Yeah. Want to do it together? Uh, yeah. Kenneth, Kenneth Washington. Nice. You are he correct, played, uh, He played Baker. We'll split that one, so, yeah. So David and Tony have half a point, or five points? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. And, and Donna and I have, ten, have five points. And no explanation where Kinchlow went. He went to become a director. He went he to did. become a director, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, he did. He, a um, very prolific director. Yeah, yeah did a lot of uh, episodic TV, and did he do a movie or two? Car he wash? did Car Wash, yeah. Car he did do Car Wash, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. I mean, Jim Garner, among others, hired him all the time. Loved really? working with Ivan Dixon. Wow. Nice. And before Hogan and during Hogan, Ivan Dixon did a lot of QM shows. Uh, Dodie McLean and uh, John Conwell, he was one of those actors that he was on their radar. Wow. 
I can't say the same for Kenneth Washington. But, no. Uh, no, and I think he an underrated straight man with that show. Yeah. Yes. He had some of the best straight lines. Yeah. You know, at one time, it was like, do I look German? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Great actor. Pleasure. Uh, I, that was a good question. Good yeah. to know. <laughs> okay. Getting away from Hogan's. A future star of Godfather 2. Godfather 2. Played one of the goofy teenagers in Super Dad. That was a terrible, Disney, Disney der- terrible Disney movie my dad was in with Barbara Rush, uh, Kurt Russell, and the Disney stock company. This was post-Walt, pre-Eisner. And, and the importance of which I think was overplayed in autofocus. Yeah. I mean, autofocus made it sound like he didn't do anything after Super Dad, yeah. which is not true. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. I'm running through the ensemble of Super so, Dad in my head. So future what, star of Godfather 2. So it's not Joe Flynn. Uh, it's not Dick Van Patten. <laughs> it is not Bruno Kirby. Uh, is it Bruno Kirby? There you go. Oh, okay. B. Oh. Kirby Jr. B. Oh. Kirby Jr. Oh, yeah. Now, Bruno Kirby Jr. was another one of those guys who did like, he did like every sitcom or drama show of the 70s and 80s. Oh, as a as a teenager as or a post, teenager. yeah, he room two twenty two. He did everything. Yeah. And his dad, Bruce, Bruce Kirby, was one of the great character actors yeah. of the baby boomer generation. Yeah, he, and Bruce Kirby was on Hogan's a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. And you, and okay, think, so you get ten points. I on get that, ten points. Tony. And Ed Begley Jr. I think was also in Super Dad. He was. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, a, a small unknown fact that no one will care about. Autofocus, you brought up. The only person in the film besides myself, a little cameo, who actually knew my dad, met him, and happened to work with him, was, was Ed, Ed Begley, Begley Jr. Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. That's right, Stay awake, everybody. He worked on Super Dad. All right. Mm-hmm. Everybody pour a cup of coffee at home. Stay awake. <laughs> All right. Our guest this hour is Robert Crane, author of Hollywood Plateau and other books on film and television. Bob has put together a special pop quiz where every question relates to the career of his dad, Bob Crane. Hollywood Plateau is confined at Amazon.com in paperback and for their ebook through Amazon.com. My dad kissed a future television executive. In Just ep- one? <laughs> All right. That's, that's, that's a different hour, Tony. We could go all day on that. My dad kissed a future television executive in an episode of The Dick Van Dyke Show. Can oh. you name the future executive? No, I can name the episode. We should get five points for that. <laughs> Somebody has to play Cleopatra. You are correct. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you name the executive? Television executive. Oh, wait Ooh. a second. Can you give us a hint? I think I know what you're, where you're going. <laughs> it's Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, you are Because correct. she is yeah. an executive. Yes. Oh, very nice. there was that. Trick is, question. It, is, it was. Cool. And Clever. technically, no, very it is not question. a trick no, no. question. She was yeah. a future very, very executive. Good, very good question. That question was written outside of Ketchikan, Alaska. Oh. I was having a vodka tonic. Oh, mm. but that okay. is a good one. Thank you. But it's a straight question. Okay, we've got to keep question. this going here. Right. Number five. No rush. This is the okay. banter is what makes the program. Okay. Yeah. My dad worked with this actor when the actor was a guest on Hogan's Heroes and when the same actor was a regular on Love Boat. Can you name this actor? Bernie Coppell. Gavin McLeod. Gavin McLeod. Yeah. Got it. 
he did more than one, didn't he? Yeah, I think he, he did. He, 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 yeah, yeah. I think he did. Because yeah. I remember there's one episode with Nina uh, Talbot. Nina Talbot. Yeah. Where they are the freeze frame. And it is such a precious moment because she does this eye roll when they do the freeze frame. And then you see Eddie Feldman. Because usually the episode would end with Clink or Hogan or both of right. them. And it was like they gave them the last wow. moment. And it's it's such a, yeah, because they're, I mean, she was so great on that show. Yeah. She yeah. was so great. She but she, Marnia? Yeah. Marnia, yes. Marnia. The Russian. Yeah. I love oh, loved her. Yeah. I love Nita. How did, how, it was the way she made her entrance when she would say hi to Hogan. Hogan, yeah. darling. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> love her. Very good. Okay. Good job, we, we both get that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Name, name two Hogan's Heroes regulars who were also regulars on Rowan and Martin's laughing oh, for one. a spell. You know this one? Yeah. Larry Hovis and Richard Doss. You are yeah. correct. Absolutely. Ed gets the full 10 points on that. Oh, and uh, Okay. Mm-hmm. This Oscar-winning film editor, this is a little, little bit obscure, but maybe not. This Oscar-winning film editor edited Hogan's Heroes. Name him and the director he has worked with for about 40 years. And he's won an Oscar. Oh, I'm going to feel so stupid. Let's I do not possess that. That is not in here. Oh, okay. Tony, you're on your own. No, I can't think, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to feel Scott like an Gavin idiot. Kaminsky. Did you work with him, Leslie? No. Film editor. Film editor. Yeah. Well, Donna, you have Tony's notebook. You can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Pull in a blank. All right. Okay. Michael Kahn edited oh. Hogan's Heroes, oh. but he has worked with Spielberg since E.T. He is Spielberg's oh. editor. Now, where were you where you concocted this question? <laughs> yeah. I was outside of Sitka, I think. Sitka. <laughs> and, and what were you what were you inviting you? No. We were in martinis, right? But, uh, but if, we, if we looked up the credits of Hogan's Heroes, I mean, there were people who started with Bilko. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then wound up on MASH yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. I, Gene I, Reynolds. Yeah. Gene Reynolds. And I imagine a few of them did McHale's Navy because yeah. I noticed a pattern of military comedies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Good question. Mark. Okay. Uh, three more. We're just getting started. Okay. <laughs> Our guest this hour is Robert Crane. Bob's latest book is called Hollywood Plateau. It's a collection of candid interviews with the likes of Chevy Chase, Jimmy Kimmel, Joan Rivers, Roseanne Barr, the cast of SC. TV, Oscar De La Hoya, Jan Stevenson, Jamie Foxx, Cheech and Chong, and other actors, artists, executives, and newsmakers. All of the interviews featured in Hollywood Plateau were conducted over a 40-year period, roughly 1974 through 2013, prior to the era of political correctness. Hollywood Plateau is available in paperback and as an ebook through Amazon.com. Bob's brother-in-law, Dave, is also with us for this segment. Bob has put together a special TV trivia quiz where all the answers relate to the career of his dad, Bob Crane. When we went to break, we had gone through the first seven questions. That leaves us with about three questions left. Bob? Which star of a Stanley Kubrick film worked with my dad in a television special in 1969? So name the star of a Stanley Kubrick film who worked with my dad in a TV special in 1969. Name the special and name the person. Well, Kubrick only made about 10 films. Mm-hmm. So that should be easy. to. Well, 69, that would have been within a year of 2001. 
So the logical guess would be the Gary Lockwood or Kier Dulet. Uh, Kier Dulet. No, no. Uh, good attempt. You got to go back okay, a little bit so, more. Oh, um, Peter Sellers. No, I wish. Yeah, that would have been neat. Okay, all right. So that's two. Jack Nicholson. You are incorrect, my friend. <laughs> okay. Give me the bat, Wendy. Just give me the bat. <laughs> All right, that's three films. Uh, yeah. Pre-2001. Pre okay. I'll give you a hint. It's in the 60s. Okay. I'm grasping at straws. Is it post-Strangelove or pre-Strangelove? Pre. Pre. Right, so we're talking early. So, Sue Lyon. You are correct. Oh, Sue Lyon. Okay. Can you name the special? The Bob Crane Sue Lion special. <laughs> Sponsored by Texaco. <laughs> it was a remake, an update of Arsenic and Old Lace for ABC, a two-hour special filmed on location in New York and in front of an audience. And I, I think it bombed, no ratings. I don't even know if you can find it anywhere. But the cast was Lillian Gish. Oh, wow. Damn. Helen Hayes, Fred Gwynn, Bob Dishy, oh, Sue Lyon. Uh, uh, the cast is unbelievable. Can and my dad. Bob, yeah. Bob but your, your dad was? He played Cary uh, Grant's role. So he was the lead. Yeah. With Helen Hayes and, and uh, Lily and Gish. So what year was this? I, I think it's 1969. Arsenic oh, okay. and Old oh, Lace. Okay. Yeah. He did it on a break between seasons of Hogan's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Okay, last two. Here, hear this. Now was that on? Was, was is, that a so we, we know it's. <laughs> that was a. That was a hungry question. That was a 4 p.m. <laughs> pre-buffet line question. I said, Leslie, what, what time do we eat? Okay, where was the ex? I'm enjoying the backstory of these questions. <laughs> where was the exterior of Stalag 13 in Hogan's Heroes filmed, and what famous town? Was it down the road from? Okay, the town was Mayberry. Yes, you're right. So would it be, was it 40 Acres? You're right. Oh, and oh, what, what town was that 40 Acres in? Real town? Or real, real, to, real town. Uh, sure. Culver City. You're right. You got them all. Good one. Apparently, Desilu owned it, but Lucy could never find it. <laughs> really? Yeah, she owned the studio, and she she always got lost in Culver City. She could never find the place. I always get lost at the Hollywood Bowl exit. Oh. <laughs> I always end up on farm. And, and for some reason, I think, was Camp Henderson there also for Gomer Pyle? Yes. Or, yeah, you're correct. Because okay. one day, they're between shots or something, and I, I figure, I've never really walked around this lot. I'm a teenager. You know, I have nothing better to do. Mm-hmm. So I leave the Hogan set, walk down a road. I'm in Mayberry. Walk down the road. Uh, Custer? Remember a show called Custer? Yeah, yeah. One was, season, with, I think. With Wayne Maunder and Michael Dante. They're mm-hmm. filming Custer. Keep walking. The barracks, what you're talking about. Camp uh, Henderson, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gomer Pyle. Gomer yeah. Pyle. Keep walking. I'm now in a Mexican town plaza. I spy. Ooh. Wow. This is one day. That's cool. And if I remember correctly, that, that's one of the stories that you share in Crane. Sex Celebrity and My Father's Unsolved Murder, which uh, you co-wrote with your longtime collaborator, Christopher Fryer, which is also available in hardcover, paperback, Kindle, ebook, Confetti. 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 <laughs> the, the confetti, well, we don't destroy books in this show. <laughs> yeah. Books are sacred on this show. 
we repurpose our books on the show. We look up our books on the show. Anyway, uh, that's available through Amazon and uh, wherever books are sold online. And was this also done? The, the Crane book was done through the Patrick McGilligan yes. series through University of Kentucky Press. Yes. Yes. Excellent. They, they do great. They do. Great work. They do. Excellent, yeah. excellent film and TV history books and biographies. I think they did Peter Ford's biography of Glenn Ford, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Excellent book. Great looking work. Yeah. You guys go one more, a multi-parter. And we'll do that last question when we come back. Robert Crane is with us, eldest son of Bob Crane and the author of many books on movies and television, including Hollywood Plateau and Crane, Sex, Celebrity, and My Father's Unsolved Murder. We'll be back with more with Robert Crane when we come back. On TV Confidential. There are other things we do from time to time. For instance, about four years ago, we set out to conduct a man-on-the-street interview. And being new in town, we figured we'd meet with resistance, opposition. But through efforts of my fine engineer, who at that time was Dave Jurecki, who has since retired from the business, he was forced out because of illness. I made him sick. Uh, we went down to one of the parks here in town. We went down to Pershing Square. I figured that's where most of the, the uh, it's the melting pot of California. We get most of the, <laughs> the melting pots. That's right, Jim. Thanks a lot. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-915-8054. 800-915-8054. That's 800-915-8054. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.